In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. And we are back... This week, we have a very requested episode talking all about intuitive eating and particularly Aileen's recent experience with it. We took to Insta to ask you what questions you wanted answered and you definitely delivered. And we have a lot to get through. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to chat. To chit-chat. Same. Okay, so how do you want to do it? Should I just like ask you questions that people submitted? Well, why don't do, you ask me a, a question, like as a general question to jump it off and then we'll ask questions. Okay. So what is intuitive eating? <laughs> and, yeah. And how did you, like what kind of, I guess, inspired you to be like, I'm actually going to actively devote my like time and energy now yeah. to doing this rather than kind of like letting your habits just, you know, languish forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So intuitive eating. So Carly sent us, gave us a definition because I'm like so bad at just like defining things. Carly put on our outline, an intuitive eater. And I thought this was really great. uh, An intuitive eater is defined as as a person who makes food choices without experiencing guilt or an ethical dilemma, honors hunger, respects fullness, and enjoys the pleasure of eating. Um, I think that that's right. Um, a huge part of it is also like rejecting or realizing that diets don't work for you. Just you personally. Again, I'm not like sitting here shaming anything or whatever. Um, but okay, so this is really how it started. Um, is it all started this year, 2020? I mean, obviously, like the feeling, I, I mean, it all started really when we read, did that episode on intuitive eating, remember, like last year? That was like our first year of DST. We did Two that years like ago. We did that like I I wanna yeah. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah, you're right. Because that it was, was like before I got married. Like, it was like only six months into less yeah. than six months into the podcast. Well, and if you go back and listen to that episode, which I will not do, um, if you go back and listen to it. It's really just us going over the principles of it, but neither of us believing in it and saying like, nah, fuck this shit. Um, I can't even see myself doing this. I mean, we were like, I I think I tried. I believed in it and I tried to do it. And I, but like, I don't know. I didn't, I was doing it by myself. You know what I mean? Just kind of from the book. Well, that's kind of what I, I anyway, wait, yeah. just, we, we read, we read, the, I feel like we both were like, yeah, this sounds like great in theory and it sounds yeah. like amazing that we could do it, but it's also like, okay, but we still want to lose weight. So yeah. it's not right for us right now. Fast forward right. to this earlier this year. 
And it all kind of stemmed from like when we met Lisa at Well Necessities and then I did that interview of Tanya and then also then like the COVID. So it was kind of a mix of those three. So I came out of my honeymoon. I obviously looking, I, I went in November, right? Wedding was in, um, God, when was it? August. <laughs> and, you know, obviously I've gained weight since then. Like slowly I was going in phases. Like I remember talking about it on the podcast, still feeling okay about it, but inside I wasn't feeling that great about it because I felt a little bit hypocritical because I remember saying like, oh, I'm going to keep it off. <laughs> and then um, slowly like it was coming back and I didn't know I was doing my like intense habit tracking. Remember like all for like just to lose like five pounds. So then I was like, wow, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself. Maybe I'll just like stop counting calories and see how I'm doing. But then still I'm trying to hold on like to some sense of controlling what I'm eating. And then I remember like interviewing the F actor founder, Tanya. And I felt like, cause I was at that time I was thinking of like letting go of um, calorie counting. And I felt very like a little bit triggered by that because it was an intense diet. And I realized that like my, me being kind of triggered by that, showed me that, you know, maybe like there's, there, I have something going on, right? Like I'm, I'm like there, I have an internal battle because then the next episode we interviewed Lisa from the well necessities who has like her version of intuitive eating, like with the inner and um, outer wisdoms. I really like that, but I was so, so like conflicted, like so conflicted, like, but then I was like, maybe let me just I remember like even opening that factor book. I was like, maybe I can do this. Maybe this is the right thing for, you know, but then I, I was just so conflicted. I was, I was just like, you know what? Screw I, everything. I did, I did Lisa, Lisa's like whole fork the noise. Like I did it all. I really liked it, but it was like sort of like a stepping stone into intuitive eating. But I was like, okay, this sounds nice. Um, I think I could maybe do it, but let me do it on my own terms. And then COVID happened and then I was home. And I was just eating a lot. And then remember I saw, and I was just gaining weight. And I, I saw that, I remember I, I talked about that tweet that I was like, I'm not even enjoying the weight I'm gaining. And I like something snapped in my head. I was like, I'm on a diet right now. Like I'm on a diet. I know I'm on a diet and I'm still gaining weight and I'm unhappy. So like something's wrong, <laughs> you know? So then I was like, let me repick up this intuitive eating book. I have, this is the book I'm going to read. So I downloaded it on my Kindle. I read it and I was like slowly, like I read it really slowly. I like, cause it's in parts. It's like 10, 10 sections. And the first thing you have to do is sort of realize that diet culture doesn't work for you, that you can't, you got to let it go because it hasn't worked for you so far. And people are, and then in the book, I, and I was like, what, what about like nutrition and all this stuff? And in the book, it's like, has focusing so intensely on nutrition worked for you so far? <laughs> so I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, I know exactly what I need to eat, but something's not clicking. So that's when it kind of started. And I, I really felt ready this time to kind of reject or let go that I'm never going to go on like a strict planned diet ever again, because like, I know I'm just going to end up exactly where I am now where I was at that point, like unhappy, trying to diet desperately. Like I just knew I was going to be back there. 
because I did everything right for my wedding diet, everything right, like everything slowly, you know, like everything. And still I gained it after. So that's kind of what inspired me. And I've, and what I really, really love about it is that it's no pressure. It takes the judgment out. You can't be in a perfect intuitive eater. Like there's no such thing because it's following your intuition. And, and you can't fuck up. Like, like Jordan Side says, you can't fuck this up. Like you really can't because you're supposed to do it without judgment. So if you're judging yourself, then you're not doing it right. So if you're saying, oh, I, d- I was bad, then you're like, no. <laughs> you know, so that's what I kind of like about it. And um, yeah, that was a long-winded ver- answer, but... <laughs> No, I think it's I think it's really I think it's really good. I mean, that sounds like a really amazing amazing journey and progression that you've made. And yeah, I mean, I remember from when I I read that book like when we first talked about it like it's one of those like very eye-opening things where like you discover a new system of like thinking that makes complete like internal sense. Yeah. And it is like it's eye-opening because it's so it's I felt similarly to like discovering kind of like the anti-racism white supremacy reframe as well. Right. Where it's like, oh, when you just see it as like you see diet culture for what it is and you see kind of like what the the normal or like, you know, better way would be, it just makes so much sense. So once you sort of finished the book, like how did you decide that you were going to like commit and turn this into like, something that you were going to really pursue like long term well so i read the book i finished it i was like wow like i think that i could do this so i slowly started doing it on my own like i started just kind of keeping like a journal again like i was still holding on to like the journaling and whatever but it's still good so i was writing down like observations non-judgmental observations whatever but then i was like what do i do now like i don't get how like what's my next step how do i get through it so i'm a big um fan of therapy. So I remember Jessica Knoll coming on our podcast talking about how she was healed over a couple of years of therapy with um, intuitive eating um, with one of the authors actually. So I asked her to introduce me and which was a long shot because like I don't like chat with Jessica Knoll. <laughs> but she was so kind and sweet that she was like, yeah, this will like this really changed my life and I'm happy to pass it along. And she introduced me to Elise, one of the co-authors, and I've been working with her virtually. So it was almost like she, because she's not, she's in on the West Coast, and I was like, wow, like this kind of this virtual stuff, like this is almost it works out. Like maybe she wouldn't have taken me on, but because like there was no choice but to do virtual, it doesn't really make the difference where you are. Um, so she took me on, and I've done a few sessions because it's pricier than normal than therapy, but I felt like this was really an investment into my life and my future. And, you know, I've told you like all, all this time, like I've been doing this, all of the shit, like all this work just so like, I don't want to pass like my like negative feelings about myself or like any like kind of diet culture stuff that like I've had, that I grew up with. Like, I don't want to pass that down to my future kids that I don't have yet. Um, but I want to like, you know, sort of like start working or like getting my head straight, you know? So that's yeah, always, I mean, that's been with that in mind. 
Well, if we've discovered anything through this podcast, it is that we become, we if we don't stop ourselves, we'll become our mothers um, slowly but surely. And that a lot of who we are, you know, as much as we, you know, might not want to admit it, it really is a lot like our mothers um, and their mothers before them. But will you... And you obviously don't have to like share anything like too intimate here that you know you don't want on a podcast. But I'm okay with it. Can you just can you describe what the what the sessions are like and like what you actually do in them, and then what kind of like your work during the week is? Yeah, so it's kind of really just like kind of having like a buddy, <laughs> like to talk it through, um, and she so our first session she was just getting to know me like i told her gave her the whole spiel diet since the womb she picked up on some things um that i didn't realize like like how you i've never done this type of stuff with therapy but i know you have but like like your inner child and that kind of stuff um but then she would give me like stuff to think about that week. And it was, it's always so simple. Like our first kind of assignment was really like focusing on satisfaction. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? She's like, focus on if you're satisfied from what you eat. And I, and honestly, like every week, every week is so different because I'll come into it having different experiences from the previous week, whether that's like I had, sorry, I'm saying this, but like a positive week, like, I didn't want to say good, but like a positive, like, oh, wow, I'm a good student and I did this and that. And then I'll have like a, a week where I'm just like, I fucking hate myself. Like I am having trouble with like putting on a bathing suit and I'm having trouble like with body, my body image. And just like, it's, it's just, it's not really like, it's not really, um, it's like therapy, really. It's not really like homework and go and do something. It's, I ask her for homework. <laughs> I'm like, what should I work on this week? That's so and funny that I like, asked you what your homework yeah, was. She and was there, like, you asked her for homework and there I isn't asked, even like actually really homework. like isn't homework. She like talks to me. She's like, she. That's probably kind of the point. She says like, you're going to, she, in the beginning, she gave me, her whole thing, she gave me a lot of hope. And I like cried because, and I talked about this was that uh, earlier episodes that she was like, you seem to really, really want it. And the people who really want it are dedicated are the ones you're going to heal no matter what you will heal. Because if you really like, cause she's like, I have people who come to me and they still are like going to go on Weight Watchers after or go on a diet after. Um, and maybe they're not that ready, but if you feel really ready then you will heal. And I like was hysterically crying (laughs) because like, that's all I want to do is I want to heal. I want to feel less obsessed with food. Like I realized like I don't have an addiction to food. Like I know the fuck it diet. Caroline says um, like you have an addiction to dieting, but I don't even think I have an addiction to anything. It's really just like, it was like I've been, I've trained myself to be a certain way. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You know, I kind of think that like you, you, your unwillingness to call like the, the, the addiction thing is I think because we have defined addiction as being to like a substance or a thing when really addiction is just like an extreme compulsion, which like perfectionism is also an addiction. You know what I mean? All of these things sort of like hit the same obsession. So it, yeah, you know, yeah, it may I not guess. be an addiction, but I think that that is more because like addiction is sort of misunderstood, not because maybe what you're well, experiencing how, is not. Right. You know? Like how I feel addiction is like something that you like, how people say they have addictive personalities like i don't think yeah. i have an addictive personality i'm not like like I, I might have like like you said maybe a compulsion with like perfection but i also think that that was learned i don't think i was like born with that you know what i mean well like i mean i think look neither of us is like a clinical you yeah, know psychologist but, but um but anyway no, I, yeah yeah no you know but i know what you mean it's it's just it's like who wants to walk around all day obsessing over like what they look like, con like constantly being conscious of your body um, in a not positive way, not like in a, you know, not like in an appreciative great or just like, you know, neutral way. Mm -hmm. I mean, like who wants to sit around, who wants to like have to examine your stomach in a mirror every time you pass by one? Like it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Well, coming to thinking about a meal and having to like balance your calories in and your macros and all this shit like it's fucking annoying and it takes up space in well i like, remember like that could be full i remember like i remember when i was in that in between of like still trying to hold on to like my diet and still trying to be th thinner um i remember like walking from the office like crossing the street maybe going to just starbucks and thinking like wow like being on this diet, like I wish I had more time. Like being on this diet feels like a full time job. Like I wish I could just like dedicate my life to this. And like I was so entrenched, and it feels like I feel like free right now. Like I can't tell you. Like I feel the opposite of that, and I just it it's it's great because I remember saying that to myself. I'm like, wow, this is should be a full time job to be on this diet. You have to think about, you have to plan every meal. You have to think about every single thing that you're putting in your mouth. You have to plan all your workouts. You have to, like, I, I saw some girl's caption the other day of like her before and after came up on my explore page and I clicked it and it said, 
Um, how did I like lose 60 pounds? It's simple. I ate clean. I did like, and then she goes on a list of things that aren't simple. So <laughs> I just, I, it's, and it's crazy to feel on the other, like to be on the other side of it. Um, but just to go back to your question about like what I do or have talked about with Elise and a lot of it is like me going back and be like, but I don't want to gain weight. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to just get big. I don't want to. And she's like, but why do you think that you will? And I'm like, well, because if I'm like eating everything, she's like, you're not, don't eat everything in sight. Eat what you want, what you think will satisfy you. And don't eat the shit that you don't want to eat. Like don't eat. And, and a lot of the things that I've noticed about like a lot of the questions I got was about this fear of being out of control, like, or like that you'll, and I feel like that we've been told by like probably diet culture that we're these like gluttonous monsters that, you know what I mean? That like, if we didn't have this regimen, we would just, our, our worst selves would come out. Like, you know what I mean? And that's not true. I do something I do want to talk about is what you were saying about how you, when you how Elise said that you the, the 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 people who are motivated are the ones who actually are able to make progress and heal and who are actually are really done with dieting. Yeah, and you I hit think like it's a rock bottom, yeah. And I think it's really interesting when you were talking about kind of like your motivation as being like not wanting to like pass it on to your family. And I think in order to sort of something I felt with also like, I know I'm trying to like lose five pounds for my wedding, but I'm also just like, whatever, fucking, I don't care that much. Like, like whatever, like, like who like, just whatever. My mind is on a thousand other things that yeah. is that at all. Um, and I think that like, for me, the motivation has become that like, I feel like I have so many other talents and skills to like give to the world. And like, I have things that I care about like whether it's more like activist or like sort of like, you know, journalism related. Like I have things that I, I feel like I can offer and like, um, like that has what is what is like taken my, the space of the calorie counting and the, and like the staring at myself in the mirror 24 seven. And I think so like just for anyone who's like thinking about this and worrying about like, I think when people ask, how will I not be out of control? Because they think that intuitive eating is going to take the space where diet thoughts took when mm -hmm. really what it does is actually leaves you space to think about things that you genuinely care about and that you're like good at and things and, you know, time that you may have been sort of like wasting thinking about food. And it, like you said, it frees you to actually like think about other things and like what you're actually care about living for rather than like being so obsessed with like. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I just, I, it was stressful. Like I had a full on panic attack. I told you, told you and all our, our wonderful listeners about it. Like in the, in the beginning of COVID, like I had this panic attack and I thought it was this fear of COVID, but it was this fear of gaining weight. I recognized it. Like a couple of days later, I was like hysterically crying. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with the world. Like, are you going to be okay to Rusty? And then I was like, literally, he's like, I've never, what, you know, I'll be okay. You know, everything will be like, we'll, we'll make it there. And I was like, really just so stressed out about like how I felt about myself and how I just didn't like, like the stress I was putting on my body. 
And that's kind of like where it came from. And in the beginning, I was really still so afraid of gaining weight. And I can't say that I've I'm, it, this is like a healing process. And I'm like, I'm still saying that. Like, I still don't really want to gain weight. I still look at my body like, oh, oh no, did I gain weight? Did I not? I, I haven't weighed myself since then. I just haven't. I, I said, fuck it. Um, it's part being like afraid of like my emotional reaction to it. Yeah. And I don't want that to like fuck up my progress. And then I say to myself, what's the point when that number right. doesn't really mean much? And it's really like I can see on my body and I've I've made so much progress in like accepting your body because I think that intuitive eating is like two parts. It's like your body image. It's accepting your body. Im- it's making peace with your body image and making peace with food. It's two. It's You have to do both at the same time. You can't do one without the other. Can you talk about more about making peace with your body image and maybe like fat phobia? Um, you said to me something I don't remember what like it was probably at least like a month ago yeah and you said something to me and you were like but that's just fat fo-. I said something I don't remember whatever your reply to me was like but that's just fat phobia so I mean like how do you start to make peace with your body I'm sure like that's probably the hardest yeah. thing even that's the hardest um how do you start to make peace with your body and like are there any sort of like realizations that might help understand why we have so so much so much of a bone to pick with our bodies like um, what yeah. you said like like a while ago when you said to me like maybe i think i don't remember the exact context but like my fear of gaining weight was like fat phobia not oh i was getting ready to go like see people and i said i hate how i look in all these clothes yeah and and you were like and i and i said like i didn't care how i looked any day until today and mm-hmm. you were like, that's just fat phobia that like you think you have to like look a certain way to be able you, to wear clothes or something. Yeah. You're still the same person seeing those people and not the the real the thing that changed my mind really again i've said it again like that was reading the body is not an apology which was then was recommended to me by elise. It's really just like this mantra in your head is that you don't need to look a certain way for other people. Why do you owe someone else? Why do you owe them your image? Like, why do you owe them this perfect image of yourself? Like, why, why do you need to look thin in a bikini for them to like you? You know, like, you your body is not like i'm so sorry like i'm so sorry you know your body doesn't need to be a certain way just to be liked because when you're when you like your own body that's all that fucking matters and to 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 how to do it (laughs) well i don't know (laughs) but i if it's it's a it's like uh it's tiny tiny this is what it is it's an accumulation of tiny moments like little thoughts that you talk back to yourself about so like i've been seeing a lot like also lisa's been talking about this also it was in the not your body's not an apology that you don't control all of your thoughts your thoughts are just like the stream of shit that you've read or seen externally it's not all they're not all yours which is interesting but the ones that are yours are the ones that you actively make so when you hear when you hear your brain saying something like oh that's that's a fat arm <laughs> you know like something like that you you know 
which technically you could say that that's what you're saying to yourself, but you could also say that your brain just kind of, that just came out. Your active thought is, well, no, that's, it's my arm. I'm actually in this amazing process of trying to make peace with myself. And that's a great arm. You know, I, I think I look good actually. And, and just saying that makes that other thought go away. And you replaced that shitty thought with that positive thought that you actively made. And it's like an accumulation of those tiny, tiny moments over time. So it's not like just like one day you're waking up and you're like, good morning world. This is me. You know, it's just like tiny moments. And it's also tiny moments of actively thinking negative things too. Like what? So like saying, like actively being like, oh, like look, going, going, forcing yourself going in the mirror and being like, I don't like myself. I've um, also, actually I've noticed. So in my apartment, I have a full size mirror. Like I can't leave my room, my bedroom without looking at myself full size and like getting out of bed. But I haven't been at my apartment. I've been in Rusty's family's house out East and they don't have a full size mirror really anywhere. It's like just kind of, it's not, it's not around. Like I have to go and go in another room to look at myself in a full size mirror. And I've noticed that I will like, that's again, like an active thing. Like I want to go look at myself to see how I look instead of being forced, you know, that image being just sent back to you. It's sort of like creating boundaries, which is interesting. Like you're creating boundaries with mirrors (laughs) and, and I don't think it's an avoidant tactic. I think it's a strategy to say like, I'm ready to feel good about myself. Let me look in the mirror and feel positive. Sometimes you'll look at, you force yourself to look in the mirror. Like if I'm blowing out my hair, I'm like, Oh, what am I going to say bad about myself today? And then I'm just like, I try not to. And I'm, you know, but it's really just this process of like talking. It's a training. It's a mental training. I can't say it in any other way. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. 
And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. You know what's funny? I was just, I was thinking when you were saying how like Rusty's house has no mirrors. Um, yeah. Oh, it like, has mirrors. You know how, well, <laughs> but, no, but you know what I mean? Like no they're not like, yeah. you can, have, you have to go look in one. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I grew up in a house of mirrors. And, yeah. and there are a lot of mirrors in our apartment. Well, there's really only, there's enough mirrors. Yeah. Avi always comments. He's like, you always have a lot of mirrors around you, like in your hat. And like you, you have like this huge mirror that you like brought to our apartment. Like yeah. your house had a lot of mirrors in it. My family, he, and he said, he's like, yeah, my, there were no mirrors in my house growing up, which yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. It's, it is interesting. And I never really thought about it until really recently because I was like, were there a lot of mirrors in in your um, house? Um, I had like no, not not no. really. Not I like remember a mirror full like size downstairs, and then one in your room. I didn't have big ones. Yeah, no, my mom had one. I had this like tiny, shitty, like like thin mirror on my in my closet that like I could only fit half my body in, <laughs> which was very frustrating. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was just interesting that like I now kind of control when I look at myself and I don't, and I think that that's like, again, setting a boundary with your thoughts and, and I often think like, oh, am I kidding myself? I don't know what I look like, like whatever, but really it doesn't change. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I'm reflect, I'm reflecting on like the bet, like the mirrored bathroom of my childhood where you could see your 35 of yourself from every angle. Yeah. Available. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm actually now remembering, like I haven't thought about this in a while, but I used to like examine my arms in from every those, angle in those mirrors. And I used to like move them a certain way so that like when I, I used to be like, okay, if I if I move it this way, this much yep, of my same. arm shows. Like I had posing sessions from the age of 13 <laughs> in those fucking mirrors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That's so yeah, so I mean, you have to sort of because again, back going back to like the body image thing is like you can't if you want if you're on a diet, you're trying to get to a certain you want your body you don't like your body right now. You're saying I don't like what I look like right now, and I want to be smaller, and um, you're constantly so that's a reminder every time you do look in the mirror that you are not like enough for yourself right now. You're not right. enough. Like yeah. you're not good enough for you what your standards are. You have to get are. somewhere. It's great to have goals. I think it just depends on what the intentions are for those goals. And if you're in, in like if you're me, for me, 
I, I didn't like myself. I was trying to get to a smaller body because I didn't like my current body. And so you have to, so, so part of it, that's why the body image thing is so important because you need to like yourself in order to, to like really enjoy the foods that you're eating. And it, it like kind of, it's weaves hand in hand, back and forth, you know, like the piece with food, piece with body, piece with food, piece with food, piece with body. It's like, uh, I don't know. So I just want to, let's go, let's talk about some of like the more specifics. Food stuff. Like, yeah. Of how you, yeah, the food stuff. Um, okay. So like when you, when people, so people ask you, how did you not feel out of control? So when you first did this and I guess like gave yourself permission to like eat whatever you wanted, yeah. like what did that look like? Did you have any like binges or... And then did, how did you feel after doing those? And how did you, I guess, like, what did you do differently? How did okay. you binge differently this time, I guess? Well, okay, before I answer that. So like, so in intuitive eating, in the book, the first thing is like rejecting the diet mentality. Okay, check. You're like, I can't ever go on a diet again. The second thing is like all, all about like honoring your hunger. And also they say like, in one of, maybe the third one is like discover satisfaction or something. I have to remember what the exact words are. So in that section, this is what everyone thinks is like, is the definition of intuitive eating, which is like, just let yourself go and eat everything that you see and just like get fat. Like, that's just like what everyone thinks, right? Like, I remember Jared, I can hear Jared screaming about this, right? Like, in oh that my God. And, I hope Jared's listening. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I actually think Jared would love this. Just saying. Just I think he would too, but like, he has to like, hear the whole thing it would he needs to have he needs to have like to do work for it like be like you know take he would it. like it though i think he would i think it would work wouldn't for he him. be happy if he just accepted his body jared <laughs> <laughs> yeah but okay anyway so but it's it's in the beginning it's sort of like that but it's not like that in the beginning which is the hardest besides accepting your body the hardest part is letting yourself eat it's sort of like aversion therapy letting yourself eat what you want sort of whenever it is in that in the beginning because you have to train yourself that you will let yourself have it when you want it because that's the goal at the end of the day is like instead of forcing yourself to eat something that you don't want have a, an amount that that you want that will satisfy a craving a hunger and you'll have it less because you aren't depriving yourself ever of anything. There's no restricting. So in the beginning, that's the hardest part to get over because you have to say like, I'm doing this for a purpose. There is a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm also enjoying it. So in the beginning, when I was, I was still in the city, I would like go and get my coffee. I remember during COVID, remember I was like, I can't make co instant coffee now. I need to go get coffee when we were allowed to. And I would like always get a chocolate chip cookie like at seven in the morning. Their cookies looked so good. Like, you know, those really big, soft, chunky ones. And I would get it. And then some days I'd be like, I want a pita butter jelly sandwich. That's what I want. Some days I would, and then I would have it like maybe three times. And then I noticed after the third time I had it, maybe even second time, I was like, I don't really want this cookie that badly the next day. Like it really, it, it like works. It really, really works. I'm telling you, like your brain feels less stressed 
about it. It just does. You just, you're like, oh, you, if you can have, cho- if, if you're telling me I can have chocolate whenever, I'll tell you when I really want chocolate. But, and you can make me happy by eating that chocolate and we're going to be in a happy partnership. And I'm not, you know what I mean? My question about that is like, what, you know, I, I think a lot, what I read in the intuitive eating book, I remember that like some people like relapse. My question about that is like, if they like gain weight, they're like, oh, I have to go back. How do you get yourself to like really believe that you really will actually allow yourself forever to have what you want? Yeah. So, so that you I can like really be free to embrace it. I've re, I've sort of like relapsed in my thinking, but not in my actions a bunch of times. So I, I can, you can, so part of it is that the whole goal is just to be more like mindful, more intuitive, listen to yourself more, realize, recognize like moments of thought, right? Whereas before you're sort of like so focused on the external that you don't like listen to what's going on, right? You're listening to what your diet says or what you're supposed to be doing or should you be eating this much protein? The calorie, how many you've had. So when you're in, when you throw all that away, you shut all that out. Fork the noise, as Lisa says. You listen to yourself. So I've noticed that when I'm, have this when I'm and it's crazy to be doing this like in from a transition of like eating a lot from like the winter or whatever then going to straight to summer what's the fucking season before summer spring spring (laughs) (laughs) from cold weather to hot weather and then hot weather you're putting on a bathing suit (laughs) you know what I mean it's crazy to have to do that because it's like this forced transition yeah um so I've I've relapsed into thinking like okay so maybe I should eat less carbs like I can feel that feeling. Maybe I don't even say it out loud, but like I hear myself being like wanting to restrict. It's like a pinging. It's like something is, at, it's calling me to stop, to stop eating car- carbs. And then I yeah. immediately, but because I've gotten so much more in tune with myself, I immediately notice myself wanting more carbs. Like it's an immediate reaction. So then I'm like, okay, sh- stop Aileen. That's, that's your old way of thinking. Go eat that little, whatever you just wanted as much as you want, stop when you're, when you feel satisfied or keep going, whatever makes you happy and move on. Your di- the next day is going to feel different. So I still have like these relapsed feelings of like shit. Like I just feel like fat. I just feel like this feeling of, and then I'm realizing like, this is just a feeling. You don't, it'll pass good day, bad day. Like you'll have a, a better, and it, it almost always like, Oh no, not almost it always feels different the next day. You know what I mean? And you, and, and, and you just go and do something differently and you feel that moment of, I don't want to say success. You feel that moment of like when you're like, oh, I just did something intuitively and it all feels like worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So do you let yourself eat like the moment you feel a craving for something, do you satisfy that craving or do you sort of like pause, see how badly you want that thing? And if, if it's like a momentary craving that will pass or do you just like say, okay, I, I felt it and I'm going to have it. Um, I'm more so, um, I've, I have less cravings. I'm more hungry. I notice my hunger more. Um, and I actually, that's like a big thing is like understanding your levels of hunger and fullness. It's like a scale of like empty to like so full and sick that like I've just binged. Um, so 
and it's it's a slow like for me who is so not was not in tune with anything like i used to go to the doctor and my doctor is does what's this level of pain i'm like i don't know hurts like <laughs> i don't i had no kind of for me yeah like they're all 10 for me like i'm dramatic yeah. <laughs> so um I had no kind of feeling. And I remember like Rusty, even before all this, Rusty was like, okay, Aileen, we're going to give you a green light, red light system. And whenever I feel that you're going into yellow zone um, of hunger, I'm going to make sure to give you a snack because I turn into like, I'm so angry, you know, when I'm in red zone of hunger. And I was like, wow, I never really thought about it, about it like that. And so then I read intuitive eating and I was like, that's a real system, like kind of like thinking about where you are and how hungry you are and being in tune to there. So like I, if I'm, and it's okay. They say you shouldn't really let yourself to get to like the really crazy hunger because then you, you, you're, you're not, you're less intuitive and you're just eating, 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 eating. So like to get to like just before then. So I'm more in tune with that. But in terms of like cravings, if I'm saying like, oh, I really want something sweet right now. I'll like give myself something sweet. Even if it's a pause, right. I pause to think about what do I want in that moment. I right. don't just say like, oh, I hope it goes away. I hope it goes away. I'm like enjoying that craving. I'm saying like, oh, I want something delicious. Like how can I enjoy this craving? And I'm finding myself, like I went from in the beginning, like to p- putting, you know, you, you, when you're still in diet, like diet mentality or like that restrictive mentality, you're putting a lot of ice cream in your bowl. Right. You're just putting a lot because you feel like you're really, this is like this it's is the last chance, ice cream you're ever going to have. Chance. Right. Whereas if you're, if you're honoring a craving or a hunger or whatever you're doing, a feeling of desire to eat something sweet, you put in as much as just you want. Like you really do. I'm telling you. And then if you go back and you like want more, give yourself a little more or think about like, why do I want more? Is it, I just, I just filled this craving. Am I feeling bad? Do I really just want to comfort myself? Like you kind of stop to think about why. And it's again, like it's a, it's, it perpetuates the intuition. Has this affected how, well, I'm sure it has affected. How is it affected? Um, like your grocery shopping or like you're eating out in restaurants, um, but really grocery I, shopping, because I feel like that, you know, I assume eating out in restaurants, you just kind of like pick what you want, but I've with- really, I've really struggled grocery shopping. I'm not going to lie. Like really struggled. Like I have no idea what to buy. I feel like I'm always starting with this blank slate. I zero clue. Like I end up ordering or like when I'm staying here, like I like the, I like that. So I've been quarantining or not quarantine. I've been staying with Rusty's brother and girlfriend and they're like, they they'll always make kind of like really good. They'll do Mexican night. And I'm like, yeah, sounds great. I like when there's someone telling me because that's still kind of that external, like no brainer. And I said that to Elise. I'm like, I'm when I, if, when I'm back in the city, every time I'm back, I don't, I order all of this food from Instacart and I don't want to eat it. It's all like this. I'm back in like that healthy, like, you know, and she's like, so let yourself like order some food, you know, just give yourself a break because I'm still trying to be like that perfect, like have to cook all your meals to be healthy. Like, well, what do you think you want to like, no, I'm not saying like, oh, you have to cook all your meals, but like, even if you're ordering in a lot, you'd still get groceries. So like if you had to create like a dream grocery list, like just genuinely of yeah, not no, just what you want this second, but like this is a great activity. 
Um, what? This is a great activity challenge. Like what would be my dream grocery list? I think I'm going to think about that and get back to you because that's like, I've, I'm, I'm really struggling about that. Like I think, okay, I think I know. I would buy some salad bags because I love those. I love me. That's what yeah. I di- discovered in quarantine. I love making delicious salads that like I'm not afraid to dress yeah. or add like the accoutrement, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not afraid to like add the cheese, add the nuts, add, you know, like the delicious things, the yeah. dressings, the not the things that make it palatable. <laughs> that make it delicious. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like what I've recognized is that it ins- when your brain wants something or like your body wants something, you honor it and you make it, you're happy. You're making it happy instead of saying, no, I shouldn't have that. And then your brain is mad. <laughs> and then it gets back at you by like making you want it more later. It's just, it's sort of like this, re- it's like a rebellion constantly. And when you're not like, when you're sort of a, like a piece where you're just, you give it what it wants and then you say how much you actually, you, you're true to how much you want and not overeating. Because that's what, I, that's what I said to Elise. I'm like, I don't get it. How do I not gain weight? I don't understand if I'm eating all this carbs and all this shit. How do I not gain weight? She's like, well, are you overeating? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, are you eating past hunger? Like past your satisfaction? I'm like, probably. <laughs> She's like, well, that's, that's the goal is that you, once you get in tune to that, like you kind of like you're, you're done when you're done, then you'll be, you're not overeating. And I'm like, that's it. She's like, yeah, like you eat, your body knows how much it needs. And that's really as simple as that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I went back, I keep going back to that thought of like, my body, like trusting yourself and trusting your body and like realizing that like, okay, if you, I, I've gotten to that real conscious points where I'm like eating food and I'm like, I feel done, but I'm going to keep eating because I really enjoy it. And then, and once, and, and I'm letting myself do that without judgment, right? Because that's, that's part of it. And then the goal is to slowly like, just sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to actually be done. Because I think that when you're enjoying it, enjoying it, you think you're never going to eat it again. Well, that's literally what I said. That when I told you my therapist and I were discussing gluttony yesterday, I said to her, I was like, I will what I literally this was the conversation. I was like, I will literally eat to the point where I am sick. I can't eat anymore. I am physically so uncomfortable. But because the taste is good, I will keep going because I want that like and like that delicious taste for me like outweighs the feeling because I don't I'm like not honoring my body. Yeah because I've literally fucked myself up so hard from like the years of restricting. Um, and yeah, that what is... What did she say? It's part of a bigger conversation, but <laughs> she's like, you should try mindfulness. It's like, no, that's what we talk about every week. We li- Every week is just mindfulness, you know, a mindfulness uh, practice. But, it, you know, I feel like the progress has been made, but like it's hard. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like just the mindful. It's not really like fucking, I hate the word. I hate all of these words that mean nothing anymore because well, they've been said, said to her over and over her, again. Like, can you just not, can, can we just come up with something that's not mindfulness and like, then I'll be interested in it. Like, but I mean, just like the idea of mindfulness works, but like the word mindfulness means fucking nothing anymore yeah. because it's been like fucking like, th- 
laundered through Instagram. It's like literally and just over and over again washed through Instagram and it doesn't have any of its original intention anymore. And really what mindfulness is just like kind of being in tune with what's happening, like just in general, what's happening. And like the whole thing with intuitive eating, I don't even like calling it intuitive eating because it's also not like this, because it sounds like a thing, but it's also not, it's not a thing. It's really just like getting back to how you, getting back to like what your body, giving your body what it needs is really what it is. You know, the truest things in life are the hardest to describe. And then when you try to describe them, they sort of lose all meaning. And I think that that is what's happened to mindfulness. I think that's what's happened to intuitive, to intuitive eating because intuitive eating is just what, you know, a normal ancestor would call eating before there was like the yeah. cabbage diet. So um, like, yeah, I think that these are, the, the reason that they've become like laundered of their meeting essentially is because they have been like put through the marketing ringer rather than just like, accepted as the normal course of human life yeah i yeah and like also the whole like diet culture adds this level of good and bad this level of judgment and that's what i that was my last homework assignment when i said like give me something to work on she was like okay let's think about judgment like how you're because my last kind of talk with her was about how like i struggle i struggled with going back going back to the city when i was back in the city i struggled with um grocery shopping and like this need to cook for Rusty all the time and like being this perfect wife or like whatever. And she's like, where does this come from? Like, does he tell you that? I'm like, no, he loves ordering out. And she's like, you're just ju like, you're just putting, an you're just giving another thing to judge yourself on. And so, so diet culture and just like with eating, like it's sort of judgmental eating. That's what like all of this fucking diet culture is. It's just like putting this huge, like foot on like this enjoyment of eating that's like telling you you're bad for doing it when all you really want to do is just like enjoy food if you enjoy food there's people who don't but if you do you will eat less that's all that's all Elise says like you'll always eat less if you're giving yourself what you want you give your you'll in the beginning maybe you'll eat a lot a lot more but once you just have to give it time. It's a process. And I found myself like looking at my body fluctuating. Like in the beginning, I was like getting a little bit more like, um, I guess not just bigger, not, not bigger, but like just, I felt myself more like bloaty. And then when I slowly just sort of noticed myself eating a little bit less every time, like just being satisfied with what I wanted, like just satisfied with the amount that I was eating, I felt myself getting a little bit tiny, less, like less kind of bloated, but I'm still not like my wedding weight, whatever, but I'm also refusing to but maybe weigh your myself. Wedding weight is like, maybe your wedding weight is like not what your body wants to be, you know? Because think about exactly. how many calories. And I've come to that. Yeah. What? I've come to how many calories you were consuming to get to that weight and how you felt getting there. I've totally come to terms with that and I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm like, absolutely. I yeah. look at my wedding pictures. I'm like, wow, you know, it really, really was rough to get there. And right. You know, and that's really it. And I'm happy right now. And I have to say the importance, I really want to say this, just give Rusty a shout out. The importance of having a supportive partner is 
And I'm almost so happy he wasn't supportive of when I was on a diet because he, because he'd always order pizza and all this shit. And like when I was like eating my fucking sad salads and he, but he's so supportive to me when it comes to like my body image. And I was like deciding between a, we're going somewhere. I was like, should I wear this one piece? He's like, can you please put on the fucking bikini? And just like, can we leave? Because you look good in that bikini. And I think you look great. And I'm like, okay. And I like listen to him and I like obviously care what he thinks. And it's just like, and then at the end of the day, I remember saying to him, I was like, thank you so much for that because I was so much happier at the end of the day. I was so much happier. I wore what I wanted and I knew that you were there to support me. And yeah. it was just nice. <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know, it's funny because like, say like the same situation with Avi, it's interesting that like, we are so like hard on ourselves and like, we sort of at not, maybe not at this point, but at points have thought like, how could you like find this body attractive with like the extra weight on it? Yeah. And like, they just don't, they're not there. That's like not what they're seeing. And like, I'm just like, how do you not see like all this? Like, how do you not see it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, they, just like, they don't care. It's nice. It's great. It's not that they don't care. They actively like you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. (laughs) But they're not seeing what we're seeing. Um, When we look at like, when we look at like, you know, quote unquote, oh, fat arm, they don't see fat arm. They just see arm. They see my love's arm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, seriously, I'm just saying that like, that's so it's so important to have somebody who like, makes you feel good about yourself. Because whenever you're down, if you're struggling like that, then you can lean on someone to get you back to where you want to be. You know what I mean? And it's nothing to do with dieting. It's just about like how you feel about yourself. And huge shout out to Rusty. <laughs> All right, guys. I feel like that was a lot. We covered a lot to about intuitive eating. And obviously, there's so much more to discuss, especially like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. So um, also, if you want, you can DM me. I, I'm happy to answer any of your questions via DM um, at Aileen. Also, Sammy too, at Sammy. And also just want to make this amazing announcement is that we're adding a bonus episode this coming week um, where we'll be answering a listener question and we hope you like it. Please check it out. Called Dear DST. Yeah, Dear DST, because we never have enough time in these episodes because we fucking talk so much that we never have enough time to answer your questions. And you guys send us so many. So we thought we would just like add another kind of little bonus time to chat about it. And it's all about you and not about us. So um, tune into that. So we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.